wait no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, and it is here on this very podcast where we talk about the latest and greatest in PlayStation each and every Thursday with my best friend, Kyle. And with all that said, with all that out of the way, greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? I'm doing okay. And much like Joe, when we put a tally mark... Where we talk about how much Battle Royale he plays, whether it's Fortnite or Apex. Yes. Uh, You can put a tally mark next to you. Kyle's a little under the weather. Uh, I feel a little sick again. So let's put a tally mark up there. (laughs) And joining us today, Brandon from OKBeast. What's going on, sir? How you doing? What is happening there, fellas? I'm glad to be here. Man, you know what? We had a... Happy to have you. You had a fight with Discord to to get on Discord, to get on this call. So thank you for powering through it and yeah man it's been a journey this week but before we talk about anthem before we talk about all the days god news last of us death stranding before we talk about all the latest and greatest in playstation i gotta start with kyle what have you been playing good sir uh so i really put a lot of time over the past weekend into uh the division two and it's public uh beta um i played the vip one or whatever it was called uh, a couple weeks ago. Private beta. In- private beta. The private beta. Yes. Um, enjoyed that fine. And yeah. this beta was pretty much the same, from what I could tell. But there was something about this weekend where it really hooked me, and I could not stop playing. I played for about four hours. Oh, dude, that's awesome. And it just it felt really good. And still a lot of technical things that were going mm-hmm. on, like pop-ins and textures not being there. I saw some weird hair again, like see-through hair, like we did when we played yeah. together. Um, but other than that, it's a great. It's got a great, great gameplay hook, which is mm-hmm. why I think people love uh, the the division. Um, and I can't wait, and it's coming out real soon. I think a couple days, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's coming out this. Well, by the time this podcast comes out, it is will be less than a week, and maybe by the yeah. time some people listen to this, it already came out. I'm excited. Yeah, me I'm too. Really I've tried it. Uh, about I played it for about an hour because if you play the the open beta, you get some free stuff. You get like a weapon skin and stuff. So I was already mm-hmm. down for that. You give me free, you know, cosmetics. I'm down. I'll play it. Um, and for some reason, this one, yeah, it did the same thing. It spoke to me like the private private beta didn't do. And yeah, I'm hooked. I'm in. I can't wait to play the division. I also can't wait to get a squad to play that game for the long term because we're yeah. going to talk about Anthem in a minute. Oh boy, <laughs> maybe that will be the game I talk about. I played a little. I played the rest of the Anthem uh, story. I played a bit of the end game. And I've come to the conclusion that I'm just gonna wait. I'm just gonna wait till things get a little fixed. Get <sighs> hopefully this game gets that Rainbow Six touch, you know, where it wasn't the biggest hit when it first came out, but over the months, over the years, how the game grew to be something really large and impressive. That's what I hope for Anthem. So hopefully, maybe I'll jump back in maybe June or July when they have the first wave of all the you know cool stuff that they're going to do. And that Cataclysm out. event, right? Yeah, the Cataclysm event comes out, and I'll hop back in. But so far, the story, I feel like they can take it somewhere. I, I really like the second half of that game a lot. Um, the Some of the characters you meet uh, later on, like Dax, Rife in, in particular, Sexy Danger, awesome. Those characters are awesome, and I needed, I needed more of them than like uh, I think Halleck is his name. I just 
wasn't digging him. But I feel like the second half of that game, really strong. It's a really strong second half. But at the end of the day, I just, just going to pass on a little bit. Of course, I played a little bit of Apex, but that's just what I do, right? Yeah. I've been struggling with this whole college thing. I have my lit review. It's, it's due. By the time this episode goes out, I would have already passed it. And I never have to think about it again. So I'm happy. And Brandon, our guest, our honored guest from OKBs, we're kind of like chucking them off. You know, like those like cards you get from a deli or like Subway back in the day, the punch card you get? Yeah. You know, you get six of these bad boy hoagies. You get the <laughs> seventh one for free. That's what we're doing with OKBs. We got, yeah. we, we got, you know, blessing on. Now we have you. Hopefully we get Alex in the future. Man, Brandon, what have you been playing this week? <laughs> I um I've actually been juggling both of the two things that we've already mentioned. Um, Ooh, I, okay. I played about uh, I played about two hours in the open beta for um for Division Two. <laughs> nice. And uh, I Division One I didn't I played only a little bit and I think I actually played that in beta as well. Hmm. Um and I it just it didn't capture me. Um I I never ended up playing the the finished game at all. Mm-hmm. Um but. But this this open beta really um, really kind of kind of grabbed me. Um, and what was it about it just, that this beta that got you that the first one wasn't able to? It just it just seems uh, to me it just seems more polished. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like the I don't know if the first one had it at all, but I, I like the aspects of like being able to um, upgrade your your little hideouts, your your bases, right. um, and you know, there's multiple multiple things to do within the base to kind of upgrade the base. Um, I, I just, I don't know. Traditionally, I haven't been really into looter loot shooters or whatever <laughs> whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um, it, I don't know. It just it just never really resonated with me. But I I, it, I only played two hours. But in the two hours that I played, I I was like I was I was in it the whole Is this time. A day one purchase for you, Brandon. I I don't know. It's it's kind of still up in the air. Um, uh, I, I don't know exactly what's going to happen with that. It, it it may actually be because I I don't I don't know of any other games that I'm I'm really stoked for that mm-hmm. are coming out within the next month or two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it, it may actually be a a, a day one purchase for me. Okay, okay. Um, and you played a little bit of the anthem as well. Of the anthem. What am I, six years? <laughs> I played, did play the anthem. How are you liking it? Because I know you you guys also have a, uh, a anthem podcast over there at OKBC. Yeah. Talking about. Yeah. yeah uh, we've got, we actually just finished recording uh, episode four Freelancer's nice, Guide. But uh, I, I, I am, I think I'm closing in on like level 15. So I'm only, I guess, halfway to level, level caps 30, right? Yes, so I'm yeah. about halfway there. Um, I'm I'm enjoying the story so far. I, I really like the characters that they've developed. Um, I, I I like the you know the overall environments that they've put together. I think they've done a, done a phenomenal job there. But I we've I've run into a lot of uh, a lot of bugs, yeah. uh, and particularly I've run into a lot of connection problems. So <laughs> we'll uh, talk about those connection problems. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's it's been interesting, but I, I I've enjoyed it. I'm I'm looking forward to playing some more of it, um, and I'm interested to see where it goes beyond that. But awesome, awesome. We'll see. 
Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it because like there's a lot of people that I know I've been talking to that yeah, like they see the flaws, they see the connection issues, they experience the crashes, and they're still like, yeah, for what it is, I'm enjoying it. Like Luke last week, he still enjoyed his time with Anthem, and I enjoyed my time when I was able to play, but there's just some things I can't look past, like the loading screen issues that, again, for me, I'm just like, there are so many games coming out this month, like Devil May Cry is coming, which I'm hearing nothing but fantastic things about. Uh, we got yeah. Division that it looks like a lot of people are hyped for. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, which gang, <gasps> a little bit of self promotion. You guys follow us at PS Trophy Room or ladies, uh, like and retweet the pin tweet. You get to enter yourself into the Sekiro Shadows Die Twice giveaway. You, we find out the winners on the show on the 21st. But with all that said, I'm really excited for so many games coming out. So for me, I'm just like, let's just wait and see with Anthem. I don't know yet. We'll, f- we'll figure it out. Hopefully it gets better for me. Uh, yeah. But with that, gang, guys, first off, Brandon, well, you're a trooper today. I really want to thank you so much because yes. we just mentioned a little <laughs> bit before. And just so everybody knows, for some reason, Discord did not want to recognize uh, Brandon's anything, like his mic, yeah. his camera. So we, for the past like 20, 30 minutes, when I say we, Brandon has been trying to figure out how to get this working. He plugged in his uh, his cracking mic or sorry cracking headset into his phone and i from i'm looking up at you right now brandon and i'm I'm looking at are you sitting in a chair i hope you're sitting in a chair yeah i'm sitting in a chair (laughs) no i'm just i'm hunkered down on the floor (laughs) because i'm like like, i swear to god if he doesn't have any lumbar support i'm gonna freak out (laughs) with that guy yeah i have I have to have lumbar support. Oh. I, I actually broke my back uh, a few years ago, so oh, I, I, there's no way I could sit for long periods <laughs> yeah. of time otherwise. <laughs> yeah, you would be a major trooper. You're like, no, Indian style, man. <laughs> Cross legs, man. You know? With that, gang, guys, let's get into the first bit of the goobers. With our first story, Kyle, would you like to take it away, sir? I would love to. Days Gone's 30-hour campaign will reportedly be 20% cutscene. This goober comes from IGN. The upcoming action-adventure game from SAE Ben Studio will include a roughly 30-hour campaign, and 20% of it will allegedly be made up of cutscenes. This six-hour estimate was later confirmed on Twitter by Sam Witwer, who portrays the game's protagonist, Deacon St. John. So with that... Yay or nay? Yay or nay is a good segment we have on the show. Kyle, we know you're a yay on this. You're hyped oh, for yay. this game. And, and with this story in particular, yeah. who cares if there's six-hour cutscenes? We're still going to get 24 hours of main story game, which is, does not include side quests, mm. from what I heard from uh, multiple outlets. The 30-hour campaign is literally just the main story, uh, and, side sto- and side missions and stuff will add to it. Um so I'm super pumped for this. I mean, God of War, it was around 22 hours. Mm-hmm. Horizon was around the same 22 hours. So Days Gone seems to be in the same thing without the cutscene. So I'm totally fine with this. Dude, and yeah, like for me, a lot of, like I've seen a lot of people, Brandon, what do you think about the six hour cutscenes? What do you think about the 30 hour length of the story? I, uh, six hours seems uh, kind of excessive. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just a just a bit. Well, why and why is that? The other thing I'm not, well, um, you know, I guess 
I don't know if you think if you think about it, like <laughs> like that would be the 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 equivalent of three Star Wars movies. <laughs> yeah. now, granted, not there, there's not a Jar Jar Binks in this, so well, I'm, I'm thankful hope. for that. Yeah, let's um, hope there's no Jar Jar. But uh, I don't know. Okay. It, I, I would. Ra- I'd rather play thirty hours of good quality gameplay. Okay. What about? I understand well, that. Because for me, like, I don't know, Brandon. Are you like a big Metal Gear fan? Um. Well, I, I have played the original long, long, long ago. Yeah. Um. But I, I haven't really. I haven't really played that much Metal Gear. Okay. Because like when I'm thinking of it, I, I'm thinking of like, well, everybody loves like Metal Gear Solid. And those those cutscenes are long as hell. So yeah. when I see like, a lot of people go like, eh, what's that? Especially Metal Gear Solid Four. Yeah, Guns of the Patriots, right? You like yeah. you move forward, and then like you got an hour, you just put your phone down, or you put your phone down, put the controller down, and you're just like, okay, I'm here for the movie. Uh, so like for me, I'm just like, meh, all right, it's six hours. It's gonna be a, this is gonna be a lot of great storytelling for me. Like I'm not turned off one bit when I hear six hours of cutscenes i think it's like that's yeah, awesome. i guess I, I i really haven't experienced that many um games like that that have really long i i guess last of us is probably one that had longer uh cutscenes, mm-hmm. and and i i think those fit for that for that type of game i i'm not uh Wh- just which trying I, to yeah i looked those up beforehand because i wanted to gauge like the difference mm-hmm yeah. Uh, Last of Us, the just the cutscenes alone were only they were close to two hours. I think they okay. were an hour forty total. But like Metal Gear Solid Four, I thought of immediately as well, Joe. And that one was eight hours worth of cutscenes. Oh, eight wow. hours! Eight wow. hours worth of cutscenes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And again, like that that game, great game from what I hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember my brother playing it again. So for me, I'm just like I think of Metal Gear. I think I'm fine. This game, I just paid off the limited edition. Of it, oh, actually, before that. the show, yeah, I'm I'm pumped. Brandon, hearing all this news, we we got two yays here. We're gonna buy this game day one. Is this a day one purchase for you, or are you gonna hold off at the very? Yeah, moment? I'm really looking forward to Days Gone. Yeah, um, regardless of the cutscenes or otherwise, I I have to imagine that the cutscenes definitely go with with uh, the progression of the story, and it's gonna make sense anyway. So mm-hmm. I it it doesn't really deter me. I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, man. And from what I hear, like, uh, apparently some of the, like, impressions embargoes are up. And yeah. because, you know, the whole Andy House, you know, rivalry between me and him, I'm I'm not allowed to give my impressions. They, I played the game, but they won't let me <laughs> say my piece because of the whole, you know, me stealing Andy's mail. But it's worth it. It's worth it. But from what I hear so far, it's all really positive things. And I remember, like, a year ago, people echoing... Oh, it feels like The Last of Us in Horizon. It's just nothing really special. And now we're getting to the final stretch of this game, and people are really starting to get really yeah. good feelings about this game. I, I was reading the Polygon article. Polygon hates everything. <laughs> like, seriously, <laughs> I don't even think they like games. Mm-hmm. And they they even said, like, the writer was just like, yeah, yeah, I'm at the end of this gameplay, uh, you know, tutorial thing, I was impressed, and I can't wait for this game. Yeah. And so I think... It, <sighs> I think we no ha- no longer have to fear that this is going to be a no. a crackdown situation. And you know what's great, Joe? What's that? Uh, since we will both be at PAX East this year, Days Gone will be playable at PAX East. So I'm going to hop on that line I- as soon as I get there, and I'm going to 
play it as much as they allow me to. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, no, me too. I cannot I cannot wait to play that game. Yeah. I can't wait to meet the devs of that game Absolutely. and just say hello. Like it's just And just like, thank them cuz you from the outside perspective, I feel like Bend has really fought through a lot of hurdles and jumped over a lot of hurdles yeah. to just get to this point where we are a month away from release and just thanking them for, you know, sticking with it and sticking to their vision. Yeah, it, it's it's awesome because it's like, yeah, like a year ago they were just like, "We're not the Last of Us." Please stop saying we're yeah. the Last of Us. It's just like, <laughs> you know, and then like the early impressions of it, like, man, it must have been so hard to like get your head down and just work on this and not let the outside forces interfere with your vision. Mm-hmm. That must have been so difficult. Yeah. With that, before we move on to the next uh, goober, Brandon, are you going to Paxi's by any chance? Nah, I really wish that I was. Uh, we, we've got several other people. Uh, Blessing and, and Alex are both going. Yeah. Um, but Sweet. unfortunately, I, I won't be there. Uh, well, damn it. Those. Well, you know what? I can't wait to. <laughs> I was going to say, those damn cowards are like, wait, no, they're showing up. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I can't wait to meet Blessing in person. I can't wait to meet Alex in person. Those guys, man, they're great. But you know what? I'm not going to stroke their ego anymore. No longer. Kyle, what's the next goober on the list, sir? Speaking about Anthem, uh, Anthem players say the game is crashing their PS4s. This is an update. Uh, the console powers that will, oh, excuse me. When the game crashes, the console powers down and will not power on using the normal method of pressing the PS4 button on the controller, wrote one player. Mm-hmm. It is the same as if someone pulled the plug without properly shutting the hardware down or if the power went out in the house. Sometimes the button on the front of the console works. Other times I have to unplug the console, then plug it back in. EA's response, we're aware of a crashing issue that some of you have been reporting for Anthem Game. We're investigating and ask that you share your crashed data reports. The method requires booting the console in safe mode by holding down the power button for several seconds until you hear two beeps. Mm-hmm. From there, players need to select the option labeled the Rebuild Database. When that pro- process is complete, the PS4 should be working again. So this whole situation blew up a, f- a few days ago, and I didn't want to make a video on this just because I felt it was a little bit too premature. And I was correct. This story, there was just a few people on Reddit saying, my PS4s aren't working. And going into this whole, like, yeah, the game crashed. It wouldn't start back up. And here I am. And then so many other people just took this news, outlets took this news and ran with it. And I don't think that's fair to be completely, you know, we were, I was just kind of beating up on Anthem before. I don't think it was really fair. I think if this was like a huge issue that this was happening on every other person's PlayStation, then sure. But from what I heard on the Reddit, it was only a handful of people, handful of cases. And it it seemed like not a lot of people did their research because not even anybody tried to do a hard reset on the PlayStation. So, you know, for me, it goes to show Anthem cannot, it just... (sighs) It can't get a break. It can't catch a break. Uh, my first question to to you, Brandon, since you played Anthem, you're enjoying it. First and foremost, are you playing it on Xbox One or PlayStation? I'm on, I'm playing it on PlayStation. Ooh, that's oh, so good to hear. <laughs> Take that, Luke Lord. Take that, you coward. Uh, <laughs> just call everyone a coward. So have you experienced this weird crashing issue at all? Okay, hard edit out of the way. Ironically, when I asked Brandon... <laughs> If he's experienced any crashes, <laughs> 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 that's awesome. 
<laughs> so Brandon, did have you have you noticed any crashes on your PlayStation 4 when you're playing the game? I have not had a crash. I have Ooh, had okay. severe connection issues, but I have had no crashes. And I, I will say that um, at least I, I kind of investigated this problem because mm-hmm. I I literally freaked out like. <laughs> my PlayStation is what I primarily play on now. And, uh, if, if I were to lose my PlayStation, I'd be handicapped. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I investigated this and I almost jumped ship from Anthem entirely. Oh, really? So to the point that I, that, that I got in touch with, um, Sony support and was trying to get a refund. And they pretty much told me your, your SOL not going to happen. Cause that was another part of the story that people were reporting that they were getting refunds. So you, you tried, they were just like, nah, not happening. Yeah. It, it's Come weird on. because, you know, I was, this is a point where in the story where I'm, you know, I'm starting to gain some momentum and I, I really started enjoying it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden this news broke and, and I just kind of freaked out. So mm. I, you know, I, I have a little bit of a technical background. I probably shouldn't have, uh, freaked out quite as much as I did, but I, I was kind of to a point where I was like, well, do I try to get a refund like immediately or, yeah. or, you know, I, I, but from what I'm reading, there were people that were reporting that they, it was actually bricking their, their PS4. Like it didn't yeah. work at all. Yeah, exactly. And and that doesn't, doesn't appear to be the case at all. It no. was, you know, you need to do a hard reset or you needed to rebuild the database is one of the things that I'm reading. So uh, those are kind of granted, you shouldn't have to do that, but um those are kind of simple fixes. So I, yeah. it, it's kind of like that uproar that, and way, way, way less severe than a brick system. Yeah. Way yeah. less severe, but it shouldn't happen. And that leads to our first question of the night from Boho Hotep, who writes in saying this, what are your thoughts on companies releasing games before they, they, quite feel ready for prime time. We've seen these issues over the years in games like No Man's Sky, Fallout 76, and most recently Anthem. With the internal pressure is wait, is the internal pressure too much for some of these companies? At what point uh do they realize the risk versus reward? So my question I'll lead into Kyle first yeah. is what is what are your thoughts? Like, there's. It seems like every other game that is this live service, this games as service, comes in, and the first stories you hear is, you know, it's barren. There's not enough to do, or when it's, you know, you got your bugs, like in in the cases of Fallout seventy six and lesser so in, in Anthem. So, what do you think is the internal pressure there to get these games out? I, I think it's just so they could get the product out and be the, you know top of the news cycle for a little bit. They want to want to make sure they beat out some of these other big games, I feel. And with these three amazing examples that, that Bobo Hotep put in here, uh, they each are different in their own way. Like, I feel like No Man's Sky's issues were that that small team bit off more than they could chew. Yeah. And, more, and they promised more than what they could deliver. Yeah. Fallout 76, I think they kind of, that was very much a rush thing in my <laughs> eyes. Yeah. From Bethesda, because that was that's Bethesda. That's not Bethesda relying on another uh, publisher or developer to help make that game and push it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And with Anthem, I feel like they were and Bioware specifically. I think they felt the pressure for EA, like, mm-hmm. hey, we need this big game. We need this big right. uh, loot shooter with these amazing 
you know, javelins and this amazing world. We need, we need to get it out this date yeah, for the stockholders exactly. to be happy. And I'm sure, I'm sure they saw how well games in the past did in, in February, yeah. how, how they, they crushed it in sales and, and they got great reviews critically. Yeah. And I think they really wanted to, to hit it hard. Oh. And from an outside looking in, because I haven't bought Anthem, I'm waiting for everything to get fixed and, and, and feel a little bit more polished for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, ju- it just feels like they could have this could have waited a little bit, maybe for like a September release, like maybe closer to fall. I got a little paranoid for a second because I moved the cup. I need to make sure the audience (laughs) knows this. I moved the cup and it made a noise. The noise sounded like a fart. I need to make sure that (laughs) the audience knows none of us tooted. Okay. That was, that was the alien mug. I swear to you. It wasn't me. I would totally embrace the fact if I, if I farted right now, but I, I've got nothing, so. <laughs> Brandon, what do you think is the case with, like, obviously, we can all kind of agree at this point, right? Anthem's a little undercooked. What is the pressure of getting this game out? Was there a, what is the pressure on these publishers to release games that are in this state? Yeah, there there are definitely um, deep business decisions at play. Mm-hmm. Um there's no doubt. Uh, you know, I, I completely agree with Kyle as as far as his summary of those different scenarios. Um, you know, I, I do think that EA pressure. The, the weird part is, I think there's another layer at this because EA. I feel like EA did pressure by uh, pressure Bioware into mm-hmm. uh, into pushing Anthem out, but at the same time, EA is also about to. You know, at the same time that Anthem was released. Uh, EA was also pushing Apex out, which is incredibly idiotic to me. Like mm-hmm. you've yeah, you've got like a a sleeper hit on uh, from Apex Legends, and then you're gonna push something like why release Apex Legends at the time that you did? Well, I think it's, um, it, it's yeah. almost like if EA saw what Anthem was like close to release uh, or like they weren't happy with the build and maybe they were pushing Apex. So they like, they had a better to me thing out. I don't think that's the case to me. It, it shows two stories. It shows the one story of this is what happens when EA is, in, it puts its hands too much into a project, which mm-hmm. that is Anthem, right? You, you have this game pushed out because they wanted to meet, you know, a quota. They wanted to meet a sales number uh, for stockholders by the end of March, right? Um, they wanted they wanted to hit their sales numbers. They wanted imp- to, to impress their stockholders. So they forced this game out. And I think when it comes to Apex, I think that that game is... It just shows you what happens when EA just lets their developers create a game they want to create. And I think Apex was a game that obviously not the whole team at Respawn was making because they're making Jedi Fall in order. And now that game's going to have a whole new push when you have the creators of Apex Legends, you know, it, on, on every tag of, of every article of every video that Fall in Order is with, I, and coupled with the fact that it's a Star Wars game. Um, I think it shows that like Apex Legends, it was a smaller team. They had a more condense or more concise vision of what they wanted this game to be and ea was just like okay well like obviously they're using all the same assets from titanfall 2 right they're using most of the same uh, yeah all the same weapons so it obviously wasn't a whole lot of money to produce 
And EA was just like, eh, if it, it's a, if it's a success, who knows? I don't think they they ever thought this game would take on Fortnite the way it has, you know. And I do think at the end of the day, it has hurt. It has hurt Anthem because so many people see sixes and sevens. Everybody sees like. Dude, Mikey Obaro, you might want to look at Twitch. I know you're looking at Mixer, but you might want to see the numbers over there on the streaming services because I went on today. Only 4,700 people were streaming Anthem. It goes to show the audience doesn't want to watch it. Streamers aren't invested in it. I've seen some streamers who have been promoted by Anthem and then they play it for a few days and they drop it like like a sack of bricks and they're onto Destiny or they're onto something else. So it just goes to show when EA meddles in something and when EA lets something breathe. That's my that's my bad bit rant of the night. (laughs) I do feel like there's hope though. Like for. No Man's Sky is a perfect example. Like No Man's Sky yeah. was trash when it came out. There were there were people that were you know they're diehard people that played it from the very beginning. But sure. I picked it up when when the next patch came out, and when the next patch came out, I proceeded to put like 250 hours into that game. Wow! And I I do not regret a single minute of it. Mm-hmm. I, after the next patch, I I didn't play it prior to the next patch, but I can say that uh, after that patch, it was. It was a really fun game, and I enjoyed it. Um, and, and I was looking I for was the steel book. That time yeah, I, I bought that game day one on PlayStation Four. Yeah. Steel book edition, beautiful looking steel book. But I was right there with you, dude. It was just like, yikes! Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think you are right. I don't think this is the end of Anthem per se. No, I don't either. And I think it. You will see in the next three months if they're able to build off something and get some momentum back. But I don't see this game lasting, and I'll be completely Aretha Franklin with all of everybody here by saying, if this game doesn't see the steam pick up with this game uh, within the next six months, you would see EA drop this thing like sack bricks. Because if they don't see any growth back into this game with the millions of dollars they've thrown at this game... You know, EA is always the ones to say, is this game going to outperform FIFA? Is this game going to match Madden? And then if it's not, and if it's costing them money, yikes. That's all I can say. With that, though, spent a lot of time on Anthem. Let's talk about, let's talk about our next scuba here. But before we do, Kyle, shout out to Mark. Shout out to Mark. Shout out to Mark. Oh, Mystery boy. Man You. THQ issues an apology for the asinine AMA with HM. This comes from Push Square. Kyle, take it away, sir. It's been almost a week since THQ Nordic bafflingly hosted an AMA on mm-hmm. ethically questionable website 8chan, prompting an unprecedented backlash due to the forum's connections with racism, hate speech, and unthinkably child pornography. CEO Lars Wing- Wingeforce released this statement. This letter is to offer my sincerest apologies and regret for THQ Nordic GmbH Vienna's interaction with the controversial website 8chan last Tuesday, 26th of February. I condemn all unethical content this website stands for, even if no one within the THQ Nordic group would ever endorse such content. I realize simply appearing there gave an implicit impression that we did. As co-founder and group CEO of THQ Nordic AB, I take full responsibility for all of THQ Nordic 
Nordic's a- actions and communications. I have spent the past several days conducting an internal investigation into this matter. I assure you that every member of the organization has learned from this past week's events. I take this matter very seriously, and we will take appropriate action to make sure we have the right policies and systems in place to avoid similar mistakes in the future. As a Swedish-based, fast-growing group, we firmly support equality and diversity. We are also working actively to combat discrimination, harassment, and misconduct. Misconduct. We are already in the process of developing new work processes based on the United Nations SDGs, Sustainable Development Goals, and using the GRI, Global Reporting Initiative, standards. And we will accelerate this work going forward. Oh, boy, oh, boy. (laughs) So last week I had some strong thoughts about this, about THQ. And at the end of that conversation, I walked away questioning if I were to purchase another THQ product. And I was thinking, is that extreme? Can I take the artists away from this decision being made? Because obviously, anybody creating over there at THQ, I will give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, Hopefully, none of them are named Mark, because Mark didn't do his job. You know, maybe I could take away from supporting THQ by saying, well, you know what? These people don't deserve the backlash by one stupid idiot's mistake. Kyle, when we recorded last week, and it was one of our lost episodes, what do you walk away from this entire situation? Uh, It made me feel extremely disgusting. Like, I, I, I just don't see how it was possible for a company to agree to this. Like, I, I understand reading this, that they weren't aware of yeah. what the site was. I really, it's hard for me to believe that. It really, truly is. It's baffling. And so, yeah. like, do you walk away kind of, like, the same way I'm thinking of, like, man, I don't want to support THQ because, man, this whole PR thing was just insanely yeah, it, gross. It, part of me does agree with you, yeah. but then the other part of me is these developers who are making amazing experiences, Correct. I don't want to take away from them based on some higher-ups stupid dumb, dumb. decision. Yeah. And I'm hoping, when he says internal investigations, that they get rid of whoever agreed to do it. Right. Brandon, or, what do you or, think about this yeah. news about THQ last week going on a forum that is known for white supremacy, child porn, child endangerment, all that jazz. I I think it undoubtedly was a, was a horrible decision, but um, I do think that it was, it was entirely a case of uh, no due diligence from a management perspective. Like Mm -hmm. you've got, you guys have already mentioned it, but um, I, I I think like boycotting uh, THQ, would really hurt a lot more people than yeah. um, than probably what we would want to do. Um, I, I like THQ um, Nordic, generally speaking. I like their their games. I'm mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to. Uh, there's a game called Wreckfest that's mm-hmm. uh, actually slated for PlayStation. I think uh, like fall or, yeah, or holiday. They have season, another but, game, uh, Bio Mutant. Right. Yeah. This year too. Yep. I'm looking forward to that one as well. But um, I, I I think this is entirely and, and the bad part is like um, I, I work in marketing but uh, PR is very similar yeah. like it if you um, if you're not doing your due diligence then you're not doing your job like this yeah. is this is 
this is a blatant miss by by someone. Like, and, and that's the thing. Like, I was, I was, one. I was saying last episode is just like you work in marketing, I work in PR. So you, I, I work in PR. I'm studying <laughs> to get into the PR field, and like the first thing they always tell you is like, yeah, you like the loads of research you have to do before you make it a move is astounding, and a lot of people don't like kind of like realize that on like like you see all these type of like companies make certain statements or like we're going to host an AMA on Reddit or whatever the the amount of research having to go, to go into an event is insane and to see someone just go yeah we're going on 8chan and of course like you know last week I, I admit it I still do I didn't know what it was until people were talking about it but I'm not managing a multi you know million dollar you know firm right like yeah. i'm not i'm not in control of thq or, or or their marketing or their pr so like for me i'm just like how did everybody miss this and when you say like mark's gonna take out take away all the nasty stuff then like you know you know what this site is you can't play coy to it and mm-hmm. like when I, I highlighted it here in the notes, even uh, if no, this comes from Lars, even if no one within THQ group would ever endorse such content, but you did. And like, again, like shout out to Mark, that quote, you, you definitely at least had the idea of what this site was. I don't know. It just, it leaves me baffled. And like, when I see internal investigation, I'm just like, yeah, internal investigate. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, it still doesn't feel right. I my my question to you, Brandon, what does this message from Lars, the CEO, and I can only think of Star Wars when I think of Lars. Um, what do you think this message is? Is this hopeful for you that they learned the right lesson? Do you think they should have went a little bit farther? Someone at least should have gotten repl- reprimanded. Like, what do you, what do you think? I mean, this feels like a like a lip service forum letter to me, and, and initially. Um, I, I forget where I read it at, but initially they they asked him for a um, uh, for a response and and they declined initially, mm-hmm. and then they came back and decided to to put out this uh, yeah. this letter. Um, so I don't know. I it, it like I anybody could have written this if they've ever seen something like this. They mm-hmm. you know anybody could have written this response. It's 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 very. It's very form based. Yeah, Kyle, what do you think? Walking out with that messaging, do you feel a little better, or you feel about the same? I mean, sure, they addressed it, but I'm kind of feeling the same. Like Brandon said, it it really feels like fill in the blanks with like names and companies, and it's it's very much it's very much a a, a CEO from a company just trying to do damage control. And I don't. I I hope something comes out of it, mm-hmm. but I I don't know. Also, I just no. like how they're like as a sweet uh, as a Swedish based fast growing group. I'm like, does that mean like just because you're Swedish you can't be racist? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> uh, check you know just check back to 1940 where you guys were standing there. So don't give me that trash. Anyway, with that. And Kyle, uh, at least Luke understood that reference. He's he's at, he's listening right now. He's like, Sorry. I understand that reference. <laughs> Kyle, let's get to the next goober. This one's a sad one for you. Do you want me to read it for you? No, I'll read it, but I, I have my safety Vita. I have okay. it right here okay. to keep me company. That's good. I, um, I'm digging a grave outside for it. 
No, you you will not touch this, <laughs> sir. Is it still warm? Uh, yeah, it's charged <laughs> up. I play it all the time. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, this comes from Polygon. Uh, R.I.P. PS Vita. Sony officially ends production. Sony has ended production on the PlayStation Vita effective today. The company announced that the platform's two remaining SKUs have been discontinued on the Vita's official product page. The handheld's pending demise was known well in advance. A Sony senior executive said last year that manufacturing and shipping of all versions of the device would end this year. Sony stopped regularly publicizing individual platform sales in its investor reports in 2013, so there are no official numbers for how the PS Vita sold over its seven-year lifespan. Estimates by third parties have placed it somewhere in the range of 10 to 15 million units. Sony itself stopped making games for the Vita in 2015, and in 2018 ended the production of physical media games for the device. February was also the last month that the PlayStation Plus subscription service gave out games for the platform. Now, if I was Shu, we understand that Shuhei Yoshida is a man that wears many hats. He runs a first-party division over at Sony uh, Interactive Entertainment. But we also know Shuhei, he has his hands, his toes, his feet in everything that mm-hmm. happens over at Sony, over at Microsoft, Nintendo. He might as well be the Illuminati. So if I was Shu, we're stepping into the shoes of the great one right here. Okay? We get to make one last Vita game. Because the Vita is dead, but we get one swan song to say, you know what? Here you go. What game do we make? Kyle, I'm starting with you. Oh, wow. Man, I have so many ideas running through my head. But the one that I want so badly and I've wanted for so long is an infamous on the Vita. You got mine. I want I want to play Infamous on the go and, and like when I'm at my second job when I have downtime I want to play Infamous and yeah. just be a badass superhero. I'd play that. Yeah, I I would I would love Infamous on a portable device of some sort. Uh, my runner up really quickly yeah. is the Bioshock game that never came out that Ken Levine <laughs> announced and said it was coming and it never happened. Dang, <laughs> dang. Okay, okay, Brandon. You're secretly now Shuhei Yoshida. You can rip the mask off. You can reveal yourself. What is the one game that you release for the Vita to give it the best swan song a console could ever have? I don't know. I don't know if it would be the best swan song, but you know, I I I didn't own a. Regrettably, I didn't own a Vita, but I I own two different PSPs. I own like first generation for PSP. Yeah, yes. I love the PSP. Yeah. Um. And the game that I loved, and I know that it came, I know that the sequel came out for the Vita. The game that I really loved uh, for the PSP was Patapon. Oh yeah! <laughs> like I, yeah. I played the hell out of that game. Mm-hmm. It was like so simple, and I, I don't know, I, I don't know. It's something so simple, but so intriguing about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, I would love to play like a sequel, like a Patapon three. That see, that's yeah. a that's a great one because. For me, I was thinking a little bit too big. And I think for a perfect swan song, you go, here's the last one. And it's something people are going to really like. It's something small, internal that you can make for, you know, not the whole big budget. You have to throw the kitchen sink at it. I like that one. I like that Patapon. Thanks. They they need to figure out what's going on with Patapon. Because I played Patapon 2 at PSX two years ago. And it's still not out for PS4. What's going on? I got it. 
Okay, Kyle, you took mine. Then, then I get this pat upon nonsense, and then I'm just like, where do I go from here? I got nothing. And then I thought, boys, where are we dropping? We're getting Tetris 99 on here. We're Shinji Yoshida. We have successfully (laughs) infiltrated Nintendo. Okay? And then all of a sudden, like, Sekiro Miyamoto, he's guarding the vault. He's just like, he's just like, I know someone's going to hear. He's going to try to steal all the latest and greatest in Nintendo. Psych, we only have Mario and Zelda. And then, (laughs) and then here comes Shu. He's just sneaking in. He's tiptoeing. Look at me. Look look at my hands. He just slides on in, and then, bam, karate chops Miyamoto. And then he just puts his hand on Miyamoto's forehead, and he reads Miyamoto's mind while he's in stasis. And then he knows the the lock combination. Boom, spins the wheel. The vault opens. He just takes Tetris. He doesn't want the dumb plumber or the dumb, dumb idiot with the green hat that's been out of style years ago or whatever. Metroid, that game's never coming out. And so he's just running with the with the, the gold nugget that Nintendo has. That's Tetris 99. <laughs> he's going to put it on the PlayStation Vita. I feel like you've put a lot of thought into this. No, absolutely well, not. <laughs> welcome to watching Joe descend into madness, Brandon. I get to watch witnesses every week. Oh, that's what I would do. <laughs> Here we got a new segment. <laughs> Just wait before I before I die from laughter. Then I was just like, you know what? That was so brilliant. I got to put a time code on it. I have a new segment <laughs> for you. Okay, it's called Kyle. I'm the jump master now. Look at me, Kyle. I'm with- I'm the jump master now. Okay. Apex Legends shatters Fortnite's Fortnite's days to 50 million player record. I will read this for you, sir, because I love Apex Legends more than life itself at this very point. (laughs) It took less than 30 days for Respawn's developed Apex Legends to pull in 50 million players. Publisher Electronic Arts announced Monday. That's compared to Epic Games' Fortnite, which took about 100 days to hit. 45 million players. That massive download number underlines the fact that in the early days, the success of the Battle Royale shooter wasn't a flash in the pan. That comes from, by the way, let me just make sure, variety of all places. I get, I've been getting the news in strange places. That news, Kyle, just yeah. a quick quick one for you. Your reaction, your take. How did, is Fortnite dead? Is this what's happening? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say dead, but two completely different products yeah. that I think can be sustainable. Yeah, because a, a lot of people like to say that you know, just because this game's growing really fast, another one has to die. Brandon, what do you think? What has gotten this game so much steam behind it? Uh, I think Fortnite helped it. <laughs> so, uh, so obviously, you know, people can make that correlation, like. Um, Try Apex Legends. Well, what's it like? It's like Fortnite. Fortnite, I guess, to a certain degree, had PUBG, but Fortnite introduced so many new things that Fortnite was like its own thing, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. The only the only comparison was that it was a battle royale with a hundred people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, granted, uh, Apex Legends has done a lot of new things and done a lot of things really, really well. It, you know you could still make that uh, connection where people say, uh, everybody knows what Fortnite is. You just say, Hey, it's like Fortnite. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's gotten them the bump that, that 
kind of got them to the point where they're at now. Mm-hmm. So the the initial growth was probably based a lot off of, of that sort of thing, but yeah. um, at least in my opinion. But um, beyond that, I, you know, I think if they're going to try to reach total Fortnite numbers, they're going to have to go with mobile at some point. They absolutely have to. And that's true. Um, but also look at like Apex Legends, fifty million players. It's only on three platforms, right? It's not even on Switch right. yet. Which right. Is nuts. You know. Yeah. But you know, when you look at Fortnite's one hundred and uh, what one hundred and fifty million yeah. or or more now, but uh, uh, two hundred uh, something crazy. A yeah, there shouldn't uh, be possible. A huge portion of that's mobile. Yeah. So. In order to hit even close to that number, mobile's going to have to be involved at some point. But even beyond that, like uh, I, I know that they're supposed to be working on cross-platform. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like that could help the longevity of the game. Maybe not the total numbers, but at least could help the longevity yeah. of the game. I don't know um, if it's going to be on, on mobile, you know, because first off, this is a PlayStation show. And secondly, <laughs> <laughs> but also, I just don't think the contr- there's there's no way you make that game work on mobile. I don't see that layout happening. Well, I didn't really think that I would see Fortnite or or uh, or PUBG on mobile, yeah, but that's true. somehow they did it. That doesn't mean it plays well, but mm-hmm. um, I'd much rather play it on on the PlayStation because mm-hmm. I'm on the trophy room right now. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd much rather play it on the PlayStation anyway. But um, I I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it's possible. Will it happen? I'm not really sure. Will it be good if it does happen? <laughs> Probably not, but. <laughs> You know, know. always a possibility. With that, the next Apex news we got. New Apex character leak coming soon with a battle pass. This comes from Digital Trends. The first post-launch character for Apex Legends will be named Octane. And he will arrive around March 12th alongside the battle pass. But he won't actually be included in the battle pass. The pass will reportedly be purchasable using real cash as opposed to the in-game coins, and it will be released as a part of the game's first year roadmap. The roadmap will also uh, add additional weapons and loot to the game, the Havoc energy rifle being one of them. So with that, my question with for both of you guys, I'll go with you first, Brandon. Are you going to buy this battle pass? If not, what price point will it take for you to pull the trigger literally <laughs> i it's it's very likely that i'll buy this battle pass mm-hmm. i i've loved playing the game i, I i'm probably i would probably be considered full trash mm. uh oh, no, that's as me. far as my skill level but uh <laughs> um i still love playing it like yeah. even even if i am trash <laughs> as long as i can find people like alex that'll carry me in a game uh <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm I'm enjoying it, so I, it's likely that I'll get the the battle pass. But I, you know, I I, I think in order for them to have it make sense, it's going to have to be comparable in price to whatever Fortnite's got going on. So ten bucks. I, I, yeah, you know, ten bucks, or if if you want to do the um, you know bump up a few tiers, you did, you could play pay the twenty bucks or or whatever the case is. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it's going to have to be comparable. All right. Kyle, what do you think? Uh, well, I, I'm happy that it's getting a Battle Pass, but personally, I've never bought a Battle Pass in Fortnite, and I probably won't. All right, so enough ne- negativity there. I don't need it. It's not negative. It's just I don't – I'm not <laughs> – like Brandon said, yeah. I am I am hot garbage yeah. <laughs> at, at, at these type of shooters. and But 
again, I also have a ton of fun when I'm playing. Yeah. And just hearing the speaking about the new character Octane, I just love that name. Yep. And and I hope it's like like a flamethrower. Or, or something that's like a special weapon or something. Oh yeah, he's definitely some type of crazy dude. I see. I yeah. seen a picture of him. He looks dope and crazy. With that though, I understand the whole being carried business because I was carrying this kid named Luke Lore the other day. All these Xbox dorks. They're just like PlayStation gamers suck, but they always want me in their team because I carry them. I carry them the victory, even though every time I loot things with them, it's like I'm the guy at Forever Twenty One waiting on the bench while their girlfriends try on all the different you know dresses. I'm like guys. <laughs> Pick the guns. It's really, it's like you just hover over them while you walk. You pick it up. It's easy. You identify it with your eyeballs. It's, it works, guys. Yeah. Should have had my back at the bunker and they didn't. They let me down. They let me fucking down. With that, Kyle, let's get yeah. to the flash news. This one's just real fast and I'll, I'll, I'll take it for you if you don't mind. Go ahead. Uh, there's going to be new VR. Sorry. V- what am I talking about right now, guys? You sure you want to take it from me? Yes, I am. I'm so sure. What VR excited about? That was the new segment we have planned. This is in Flash News. And Beat Saber DLC is coming. I'm just going to say the first first sentence of this. Beat Games Games recently announced the first add-on music pack for Beat Saber set to arrive next week, March 14th. Everyone, go get this DLC right now. I didn't see the price to it, but it doesn't matter. Go out there, get it. It's awesome. There's also going to be free songs that they give to everyone as the year goes on. But please support Beat Saber. It's so great. Again, PSVR. Give it some damn love. Dust it off, damn it. Dust it off. With that, I'm tired of reading all the goobers. I'm real bad at it, Kyle. Let's get to the next goober, shall we say? You mean rumor has it? Rumor has it. Uh, rumor, this comes from Push Square, The Last of Us Part 2, 2019 release date, speculation intensifies. Ooh. A Peruvian retailer, Law Gamers, advertising an October 2019 release date. Okay, we know what you're thinking. Retailers have a habit of leaking supposed dates and new games, and a lot of the time these leaks don't amount to much. That could well be the case here, but let's not forget that Sony recently held its Destination PlayStation event, where it presents its games to retailers and publishers. We guess it's possible that this supposed leak is a knock-on effect of that event. All right, with that, this isn't happening, right? Uh, I'd be shocked. I would be shocked. I'd be appalled, to be completely honest. I, it'd be a happy shock. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be a very happy shock. Brandon, no this way. Is, this How could we have made it this far without knowing yeah. Yeah. something about it? I mean, yeah. obviously, we've, we've seen screenshots and all sorts of stuff, but how would we not know the release date this close? And as, especially since Sony's not going to be at E3, I feel like that would be such a huge huge place to say hey it's coming out this fall yeah like they're not gonna be yeah. d3 so why they're just gonna like say oh it's coming out that's it not have like a big <laughs> to do about it i don't know yeah eric yeah. writes in with this question just like you can via ps trophy room on twitter remember that secure giveaway or on the casa day bad bit uh discord server and ask this question right here regarding the release date news and rumors for both games should we as gamers try to fully believe the placeholder dates for games or should we wait until an official announcement from the publisher themselves to formally announce it for me i think it's a no-brainer i think yeah absolutely because we're going to talk about 
uh, Death Stranding in a second, that game, Kojima's just like, hey, guys, wait a little bit longer, right? It's It's gotten delayed a little bit. Last year, we were talking about, is this game coming out 2019? There's rumors everywhere that it's coming out 2019. And while I was doing research for The Last of Us, I saw all these sites hop on the bandwagon of, is Death Stranding coming out first half of 2019? Secret launch? Like, no. Don't believe any of these placeholder dates. 98% of the time, they're wrong. Mm -hmm. Don't believe them. Hashtag fake news. Right? Simple as I mean, that? Yeah, I ju just, just think about how long it took for us to get Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> or The Last Guardian. It's true. Or Final Fantasy 15 getting delayed a bunch of times. Yeah. With that, like, let's get to the next part. Let's talk about Death Stranding, shall oh, we? Talk about the second game? Yeah. Uh, Hideo Kojima says Death Stranding is behind schedule, but just a bit. This comes from US Gamer. In a new interview with J-Wave, Kojima was asked about Death Stranding's release date. Mm -hmm. Well, technically, he was told that fans are eagerly anticipating a Death Stranding release date, but same difference. In any case, Kojima admitted during the interview that Death Stranding is behind schedule. Many studios lag behind their planned release date, said Kojima, and Death Stranding is slightly behind our initial plan, but it's not too far behind. Considering we never had a release date for Death Stranding in the first place, it's hard to really place this bit of information in context. You can't delay something that was never dated. Oh, hot damn. So, yeah, like it goes back to our, our, last, our last question of just like, don't believe the placeholder dates. Especially, like, you'll always hear one where it's just like, a new Mario game coming out this December. I'm just like, December's a placeholder date. That's every everybody says December. If they have a skew, they just don't have it a date for it yet. That's that's what they all do. Yeah. So don't don't believe that. Also, uh, getting this from you, uh, U.S. Gamer, getting these quotes were so hard <laughs> because it was translated via via Google Translate, and not a lot of people had the in depth knowledge. So with that, I got a question for you too. All right, I'm gonna start with Brandon first. What game's coming out first? Is it Death Stranding? Or The Last of Us, why or why not? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Brandon, what do you think? I don't know if I have a really good reasoning for it, but <laughs> I think that Last of Us is probably coming out first. I, I just, I don't know, I just feel like it's further along, just based on news and stuff that, mm. I've, that I've read. Uh, and just, I don't know, I've probably followed it closer too, but uh, I, I just feel like Last of Us is probably coming out Yeah, are you first. a big, like, Kojima fan at all or not? Uh, I mean, not not historically. I like I, I've I've watched everything that's come out for Death Stranding. As far as I know, all the videos that's come out, yeah. and I like I I'm like I'm still to this day trying to wrap my head around some of the stuff that I saw. Like what 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 just happened? You're not. I, I'm not sure. It, I mean, it looks it looks interesting. Yeah, it I looks think I'll play it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'll play it just to see like where 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 does all this stuff go? But uh, yeah, I, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, Kyle, what do you think? What comes out first, Last of Us or Death Stranding? See, I'm on the opposite side. Ooh. I think Death Stranding is out first. Uh, same here. Uh, Why is that? Why do you think that, sir? It, it goes back to again. It, it's something Kojima said, mm -hmm. and when he's saying in this, like it's a little bit behind schedule. A little um, I can kind of understand where he's coming from. He said he wants it to like time it with the Olympic Games. Like he, like he, his goal was to get it out before the next uh, Olympic Games, and that's in Tokyo, right? With, yeah. In Tokyo, yes. Okay. Um, okay. And that's how, how does that tie in? 
in in his brain. I wonder how that. I don't know. In. Like to get, I guess to give fans like a, a time frame of when yeah. he was expecting to have it. I got you. out. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So I, I I think it's that one's gonna be out a little bit sooner um, than Last of Us, and just like it, this hurts me if it doesn't come out this year, because mm-hmm. I I play that uh, video game fantasy league thing, uh, oh. fantasy critic games or okay. whatever. Yeah, and I picked Death Stranding as part of my team, and this <laughs> this is fucked. gonna hurt. This is gonna hurt. <laughs> yeah, I just I think Death Stranding's first just because they want a palate cleanser. Like Days uh, Gone again. True. I'm really hyped for this game. I love. I can't wait for Days Gone. I was so worried it's gonna be a crackdown, but let's be honest. Woof. Uh, <laughs> that was another dig at the guys over at the Xbox Drive. But yeah, like I'm very excited for Days Gone, and I want, I want to have a little bit of a, of a palate cleanse before I play The Last of Us. That is somewhat post well is post apocalyptic with zombies as well. So a nice palate cleanser with the weirdness that is Kojima. I'm down to clown. I'm down to no, clown. Yes. No, real quick. I'm going to throw a wrench in, in this. <gasps> How dare you? What, what, if, what if I put Ghost of Tsushima? No. Out of those three, which one's first? You still no, say it, I think, Yeah, I, I even think Ghost of Tsushima's probably second. Okay. It's probably second. But you, you know what? It could be the dark horse for sure. Yeah. Yeah. With that, Kyle, we're running a little bit long of the tooth. Let's, let's bunker down. Brandon, hold on okay. to something. Because you know what time it is? It's time for the drop. Every week, the latest and greatest in PlayStation launches. We got all these great games. We got all these great indies coming onto the PlayStation platform. But there's just too many. So what I decided to do, because I'm lazy, is that each one of us highlight a game that we're interested in, that we want to give a nice little spotlight to, and shine some light on. So maybe you'll go out there, purchase it, or maybe give these devs a shout out. So with that, Brandon, I forgot to tell you to go pick something out. <laughs> so I'll, I'll save the best for last. First things first, I picked, and I could have picked Devil May Cry. So Brandon, that's an idea. I picked Ghoul Boy, the Dark Sword of Goblin, instead. Why? Because Ghoul Boy, dope name. I like it. And Ghoul Boy is a retro-inspired action platformer that combines our action RPG genre with the hack-and-slash gameplay. Slay as many monsters as you can, collect loot, avoid dangerous cl- uh, traps, and defeat the menacing bosses. So that's why I picked it. Actually, the description sounds dope. I honestly God think that's the best description I have seen so far. In all these The Drops, that's the best one. Kyle, what's your pick for The Drops, sir? Uh, I, I I think this is actually a really good week for some smaller games. Uh, I had a, a toss-up between a couple. Okay. Um, but I went with Beat Cop. Ooh. Uh, Beat Cop is something that I watched uh, kind of funny to do a Let's Play of uh, years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's finally out on consoles. Um, nice. Beat Cop is a retro pixel art style adventure in New York inspired by 80s cop shows. Stay vigilant and quick-witted, but remember that if this is... If this won't work, you can always do some old school jaw wrecking. It's the '80s, after all. It's just like a silly little game. I, I like yeah, it. I'm excited. I, like I love pixel art, and I yeah. saw the screens for this game, and it looks it looks dope. I, yeah. I I'm looking forward to playing it. I would like to also let you all know that Ghoul Boy is on the PlayStation Vita. Rip, eight bucks. Can't go wrong. <laughs> Brandon, did I you find something? Find don't worry. Don't don't feel pressure. Well, I, I've I've heard a lot of press, and and I mm-hmm. actually saw like a, um, uh, you know, like a, a 
a thing where they put all the numbers, the review numbers together. Mm-hmm. And I hear that Devil May Cry is going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's dropping soon. I'm, I'm, I'm buying it because back in September, I talked about how there could have been microtransactions and I was very hesitant and I was said I was going to wait till reviews to see if microtransactions affect the game before I buy it. So I'm really looking forward to put my money where my mouth is and to be wrong because a lot of YouTubers nowadays, they all about post about how they were always right, how this was always their hunch. I always like to show that we're people at the end of the day. I want to be proved wrong. I'm excited for it. I like that one, Brandon. I like it a lot with that. I went the easy route. Sorry. No, don't worry. No, that's that was, listen, that was on me. And with that, <clears throat> we have my favorite segment on the show. Andrew House's snail mail. Now, oh gang, these are questions that if I can't find the right topic for. So, like, for example, you saw Eric wrote in about The Last of Us and Death Stranding, right? Boho Tep talked about Anthem. I put them in there. But sometimes you guys give us great questions that don't have to involve the news of the week. So you could go over to the trophy room, PS Trophy Room on Twitter, ask us a question. Casade Bad Bit Discord as well, ask us a question, and you have a good chance to get it on the show. But if you don't want to do that, you can send all your mail to Andrew House, and each and every week I take a flight over to Great Britain. And when I mean take a flight, I mean I have stolen a flighter jet. That's right. I've I've have a stealth bomber. I have stolen from the U.S. government. I have somehow gotten the knowledge because I've seen enough Top Gun to fly one of these bad boys. And I put it into stealth mode, just like in, you know, like the Wonder Woman jet or like, you know, how I remember it, the X-Men, the badass jet. And I'm just going by Andy's house. I just look out the window and I jump. I have that squirrel suit. So I'm just like, I'm kind of like mission impossibling it. And then I land. But when I land on Andy's house, I do a duck and roll. So I land perfectly. I don't splat. Because as long as you aim for the bush or a roof and you do a roll, that just builds momentum and you won't splat. Trust me. Take my word for it. Go try it out yourselves. With that, I go and then I <laughs> <Or> jump. don't. <laughs> I jump. <laughs> Listen, you just got to go with me here. I jump down the <laughs> chimney because remember that, that forward momentum I've built. I played enough Apex. I know what I'm talking about. Get stuck in the chimney because <laughs> I did not lather myself with Costco butter this time. Oh, so boy. Andy wakes up from his stupor and he's just like, son of a bitch. Happened again. And then he's got to tug me out. <laughs> <laughs> he grabs me by my ankles. He's kind of like shimming me down the chimney. But for somehow, right, my pants rip off, which just don't make sense because they were a little baggy at the time. And so now I'm Donald ducking it inside of Andy's house's living room. And then I just, I do a little slap. I slap him in the mouth. I run over to his kitchen, grab his licorice, grab his Turkish delights. I jet out. I do a slide and then I take the mail. I go, Andy, I got you again, you son of a bitch. I got you again. And this question comes from the most famous Seamus I've ever met in my whole entire life and he asks Hello, this. Hello, British intelligence? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> oh my God! It's it's every week it gets it gets more and more fucked. <laughs> Sekiro. 
Do you think Sekiro has a slim chance of overtaking Bloodborne as the game of the generation? Now, Brandon, if you don't know, <coughs> I'm a pretty big Bloodborne fan. So much so that I got this little statue over from Think Geek. 50 doll hairs. Worth it. It looks dope. I love it. And I always say, Bloodborne wasn't just the game of the year 2014, it was also the game of this generation. So with that, are you hyped for Sekiro? Do you think it's going to be better than Bloodborne? Are you into from software games in general? I I am hyped for Sekiro. Good. I um I have tried very hard. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. To to um <laughs> to get into Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. I've I've tried really hard. I really have, and uh, it it is not. It's not my thing. Kyle, up to you. <laughs> but I'm I feel gonna, like I'm gonna. Echo I feel like Sekiro. It, I, I feel like Sekiro is like. Um, I th- feel like it's different enough that I I think that I'm going to be much more um, much more involved in it. The, the um, news, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, the news I'm hearing because I got the ear to the ground at all times is that Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is brutal, but it is. The the best entry for newcomers. It's more newcomer friendly than Bloodborne or um, or Dark Souls. So for me, I'm pumped because I just get another From Software game. And at the same exact time, for people like you, you two who are into the brutal difficulty, if this game is more newcomer friendly, you guys get an entry and you guys get to see through my eyes of why. From software is the best developer of all time. I'm definitely excited to check it out. All right, all right. Nasty Boots writes in. He says, "If the PlayStation, if a PlayStation Vita falls in the force, does it make a sound?" Also, there you. I'm warning. <laughs> You're bad, Nasty. Also, <laughs> do you think the PlayStation Five will go down the route of a discless system at a cheaper price? Now, God, okay. Hey everybody, it's me, my name's Joseph, I'm not in my car, I'm going to interrupt Kyle while he talks, you're listening to X Marks the Spot. So with that, Microsoft announced that, or sorry, there was a rumor that Microsoft has this Xbox Maverick that's coming out, right? This Maverick is going to be a disc-less console, because if you say disc-less way too fast, you'll... It sounds like dickless. And then you immediately think of Ghostbusters when Bill Murray goes, this man has no dick. I chuckle. We're all five on the inside. So this Maverick console, not going to have an optical drive whatsoever. It's going to be launched at, I think they said somewhere in April. So is PlayStation going to do the same? And do you think Maverick's a good idea? I'll go with you, Kyle, sir. First off, uh, sorry, Luke and Sean. There's a lot of shots fired at you in this episode. Thank you, sir. Um, I, I, I think there will be a PS5 a discless system. I think it's going to be like a, a separate SKU. Um, at least I really hope so. I've said this on the show before. I, I'm a physical media person, mm. and I my internet does not give me access or, or not will not let me download these massive games in a short amount of time. So um, I, but yeah, this makes a lot of sense to me. Digital is the future, as much as I'm not a fan of it. 
Um, and mm. this just makes the most sense to have a system without a hard drive or a disk drive in okay. it. You will Dido white flag if you if you see a PlayStation Four discless. That was a reference. I was trying. I was shooting real long with that one because you said I will. You know, I will go down with my ship, and then I immediately thought I will go down with this ship. I will throw my hands up and surrender. <laughs> And then I remembered that I've had way too much caffeine. It's finally kicked in halfway through the show. Um, Brandon, what do you think about a discless PS4? You think it could be a reality? What do you think of the Maverick itself? Its idea. I I think the Maverick is a great idea as a separate SKU. So like Kyle has already said that if the PS5 decides to go that route, mm-hmm. uh, I think it also has to be a separate SKU. Like, I... I honestly don't think the industry is ready for completely digital. Right. So kind of shoehorning the PS5 into making that uh, decision for you, I think would be an incredibly bad move by, by Sony. Well, I don't think like PlayStation 5, but like what do, what do you think about like a PlayStation 4 with a no optical drive? Um, I, I think as a separate SKU, I think it could work. I think mm-hmm. I, I think if it if it if it gives um it, if it gives people that don't have a uh, a, a Sony console like a uh, a cheaper intro into it, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. yeah, I'd love I'd love to see more PlayStation players. Yeah, um, for, for for me, I'm thinking the same thing in terms of like, I think the Maverick's a great idea because it introduces the idea of this is the future. Right, like this box, there is no disc, right? There is no spoon, you don't need it. And it kind of gives that introduction to gamers of a cheaper option, introduce them to your digital marketplace. And then when the next consoles come out and you find that they are like the size of these AirPods because I'm hip and cool, um, yeah, I think people are going to be way more down with that idea than ever because you just introduced it. I don't think the Mavericks here to sell Xboxes. I even think, you know, we didn't do the the sales numbers of February, but man, Xbox only sold 50,000 in the month of February where PlayStation and Nintendo sold over 200,000. So it's, you know, it's not meant to sell consoles. I think it's meant to get the idea of an all digital future out there, at least warm people up to it. Um, for me, a PlayStation idea uh, or, or you know replicant would be a dope idea. I would just like to call out Xbox for this completely unoriginal idea that they stole from Microsoft in the first place with the PSP Go because that was a truly first all digital console. So Phil Spencer got an original idea. Our last question comes from Robbie Bobby Miller himself. He goes, "Okay, quick question: If Anthem and EA would decide." would have decided to make an Apex Legends-style game. I think he meant Bioware. Okay. <laughs> make an Apex-style game. Would it still have failed? I hate to say it, but Anthem is the mag of tw- 2019. Oof. Ouch. I wanted it to do good, but I think Anthem is just too similar to Warframe slash Destiny and the reviews. I mean, rip. Man, listen, Brandon, you have an Apex, an Anthem podcast. I, I'm sorry for bringing you on here. A lot of people are trashing your game. So with that, do you think Anthem's way too similar to a Warframe or Destiny? Do you think those comparisons are apt? I, I, I definitely do think 
and, and we actually talked about this. And, and <laughs> just the fact that we have a um, an anthem podcast doesn't necessarily mean we've been entirely favorable. We this week we entirely went over all of the all of the issues that have been coming up recently. So um, yeah, it 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 definitely fits into that uh, into that picture. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that there it doesn't enough it does enough things that are um, different if if EA is able to get a handle on it and expand those things mm-hmm. um, that I, I think it has potential. You know, will they get behind it enough with all the issues that it's already had? Will they get get it behind uh, behind it enough to actually um, see that through? I, I'm not really sure, but uh, I. I, I hope that they do because I couldn't get a refund on it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I, I I really am hopeful for the game. I, I hope it turns out. Uh, I hope it turns out um, the way that I imagine that it could be. Mm-hmm. I hope it. I hope it hits that at some point one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to hang around and and at least try it when it when it gets further. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. Okay, Kyle, what do you think here? Do you think a? Do you think the the similarities between the other looter shooters is that fair? Do you think if they made some type of, I don't think an Apex style game, I think I would change it around. I think this game would have done a lot better if it was a single player focused game, mm-hmm. with the option of having people come into your game. That's 100%. a good point. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think that would have been a better fit for Bioware actually, mm-hmm. uh, because of their lineage. Um, and I, I think it's okay that these looter shooters are very similar to each other right. in some ways, because they each do something a little bit different that makes it unique in its own right. Yeah. I mean, that's why we have so many different battle royales. They all have a little different thing to each thing or to each. To themselves, right? Man, hard, hard to find words right now. I got you. I got you. And those little tiny things that make them different is what's making them unique. And I think it's, I think it's totally fine. Anthem and Warframe and Destiny can all live in the same universe and be their own thing. And now with the Division coming out soon, like there's going to be another one in the same thing. Um, I think it's, I think it's fine. Yeah, I think the comparisons are going to happen. So I think you know what we said earlier. EA needs to get out of the way of their developers, and I think that a, a game that rings true to my head when I'm thinking of Anthem is Diablo, because Diablo is a great time whether you're playing it solo or you're playing it with friends. Anthem should have taken a Diablo approach of let's figure out a good story first. Let's then figure out. You know, and, and how how people could play alone, and how we can adjust the game based on if people want to bring friends into the mold. I think that would have been a a way better approach to it. I don't know, Brandon. Anything you want to add before we close out the show? Uh, not on that note, but I, I definitely appreciate you guys having me on. Um, yeah, thanks, thanks so much. Absolutely. I, I I love hanging out with the the beautiful bearded fellows. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. And Brandon, before we go, where can people find you? What what places are you at, sir? Well, you can find me on pretty much any social media uh, at Rebel Red Six, and that's S I X spelled out. Um, Or you can check us out at uh, the OK Beast podcast. 
Is that a weekly show? That is a weekly show that drops on Mondays. Ooh, with you and Alex. Man, I was I was so excited when I saw that uh, OK Beast was in a Matt Pat video. Yo, like, that's crazy. I, I was pretty excited about that, that too. <laughs> man, it, it gave me goosebumps. So congrats. Uh, you guys yeah. are amazing. So Yeah. Big congrats Thanks. to you guys. Kyle, where can you, they find you? Get get all the plugs out of the way, man. Sure. Uh, you can find me at Ninja 73 on Twitter and on PSN, so send me that friend request. Uh, you can find my show all about the kind of funny community, Best Friends Talk Funny, on Twitter, at BFS Talk Funny, um, and on podcast services, wherever you listen to. Uh, do the podcast thing, rate it five stars, review. Let me know if you want to be on the show, and I'll add you to my ever-growing list of best friends that I want to have on. Um, And also, uh, because we usually do this every episode, we want to shout out somebody in the video game industry and show them some positivity and love. (laughs) And I nominate this week, uh, go show some love to Sony Bend. At Bend Studios on Twitter. And go show them love. Tell them if you're hyped for Days Gone. Because you know we are. Feed that passion. That's terrific. God, that's why the best co-host ever is or ever will be all that I try. Guys, you can find us over at PS Trophy Room. Again, we have that Sekiro Shadows Die Twice giveaway. Go follow PS Trophy Room on Twitter. Or if you don't believe in Twitter and you think it's the devil or whatever have you, rate us five stars on iTunes. It helps us out. It shows us on all the feeds. Also, big shout out to Jesse Armstrong, who told me via a uh, on Twitch that, hey, for some reason, the Trophy Room's listed under Hobbies Automotive. I'm like, what? <laughs> and it was. <laughs> iTunes, what the hell? I can't go up against Car Talk. Are you kidding no. me? Maybe the Xbox Drive. But no, not us. So with that, everybody, go follow Trophy Room. Please give us the uh, the five stars. It really does help. It really does grow this community. It means a great deal to me if you did it, and Kyle, and Brandon for that matter. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, keep your wits about you. Wait, sorry. Wait, no, wrong one. Nope. It's been uh-huh. a while. Keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation.